Well, hello. I um, just recently learned that I don't like potato gnocchi. Oh, where did you get it from? Did you make it? Yeah. Okay. Why didn't you like it? But it um, it's gummy. Mm, yeah. I did make it with basil pesto alfredo sauce and some salmon, though. Oh. So that was good. You so fancy. Mm-hmm. You so fancy. So fancy. Do you, you want to see my new headband? Cute. I got them off of Etsy, and they're twisted, so you can either wear them with the twist, or you can wear them big and fat, or like, Aww. I got pineapples, and I got sunflowers, and I got daisies. Aww. I know. And here it is, almost fall, but I'm still rocking all the florals. Come at me, bro. Don't worry. You can wear, you can wear florals in the fall. Thank you. I did get darker colors because you know how I feel about darker colors. Yeah. They're dark like my soul. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. Pretty sure most people would be like, uh, you're as terrifying as a kitten. Meow. <laughs> oh man, Milo is obsessed with the kitties. That seriously. Brookie. When I'm like, you want to go to my house? And he's like, meow. And I'm like, yes, you can play with them. And then, of course, Fiona was like, here, I think she was going to let him rub her belly. Oh. It was so cute. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't clip her claws recently, though, so I kind of cut it off because I didn't want him to bleed. Just um, in case. No. Just in case. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, I know that we just sat down and we just started this, but I legit remembered that I have to move the water. <laughs> Let us pause while Kathleen moves the water. Thanks. All right. So, Kathleen. Yes. You are doing the shows today. And yes. I want everyone to understand how hard this is for me. And not because Kathleen is bad at this, but because I have control issues. And I want everyone to understand how hard this is for me. Because <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah, because she's usually like, that's fine. You just go yeah, with the flow. Want... And I'm like, well, control. Yeah, but here's the other thing too. Like, I've noticed when I'm making notes... I miss a ton of shit because I'm not looking at the screen. So, I'm not, enjoying, I'm not enjoying note-taking at all. Oh, do you want to go back to having me do them all? No, because I thought that the point was that I was supposed to help alleviate some of your stress. So, what I ended up doing is just watching it twice, but, like, I don't have the time for that. I mean... Is there any no. way to alleviate my stress, really? I just don't think that's possible. I don't, you know. I did, however. I finished, I finished an editing project two days early. Ooh, that's good. I know. She had already paid for it, so it wasn't really like I needed to turn it in yeah. and get paid. It was, you know, I already got paid, but... Um, right. It was nice to not have to, because it was actually due today, 
but then I wouldn't have been able to play with Milo. So I got it done early. Right, you would have had to do, you would have had to do not fun things because that's where the money is. It's true. Nobody lets you make money doing fun things. Well, they do, but that's sex work. I'm just not qualified for that. Um, you might be. <laughs> that's true. I've never, never tried. So, um, let's do, I'm glad, you know, it's only been a week and, you know, um, besides like both of us working and doing whatever, um, the entire state of Oregon is on fire. <laughs> She's not joking. Um, and well, she is exaggerating a little bit because it's not the entire state. It's everything west of the Cascades, which is like a third of the state. But isn't, there's that fire out by Hood. Yeah, but like, it's oh, still on the like, yeah. cusp. So and here, you know what, Jefferson is technically on the west side right. too, but like, it's so, like Cascade Range and west. Right. So here's what's Even, interesting. Um, for the last couple years, you know bend our area I mean not even the last couple years I'm sorry my entire life and I will be 40 in January we have had local fires when I was a preteen we had the Aubrey Hall fire which my aunt who lived in Valhalla off of Mount Washington Drive got evacuated like um there's little baby pictures of baby Kathleen pointing at dead trees in that forest yeah so like forest fires for us here in central Oregon are are pretty common. Right? Like, this is what we live with. We we technically are in a desert, but we're in a forested desert, which means things get really dry and brittle. And we do get lightning storms, yeah. which they've shown a couple of these current fires are lightning strikes. And I remember one yeah. that started, gosh, I want to say I was in middle school or high school, but it burned out east of town, and I knew people that lost houses in that fire. Yeah. The skeleton key. Yeah. So, like... It's not funny, but there is a ton None of fire of that, and, and they're, yeah. they're growing together. So like the one at Warm Springs has now grown into the one that started like west of it. The one at Chiloquin has now jumped both 97 and 62. So like. That's the one that Trevor came from. Right. Like these. Hold on. I got a lot of cat in. Okay. Fire is supposed to respect the highways and it is not. So, yeah, that's not what happened. No. So I want to let everybody who listens to us, if you're watching the news, I've had a few friends who are originally from this area but live out of state now message me and been like, how are you guys? In central Oregon, we're fine. We've got some low air quality. We're it, smelling the smoke. We're probably going to get some more ash. The last two days have been crystal clear. They've been beautiful. Yeah. It started rolling in this afternoon it, when I was taking Milo home. But... It's been really nice. I mean... Weather-wise and smoke-wise, we did get um, on Monday. It was, was like terrible. super smoky. It looked like twilight at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Twilight, the time, not the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, as far as like where the fires are in relation to us specifically, we are not in any imminent danger. No. Um, um, it would have to be a new fire. Yeah. Um, that being said, if you are feeling like you, um, want to help out people in this area who have been displaced, I know a lot of people, 
um, from the west side of the Cascades have actually been sent to our area. They are camping and housing them at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds, which is in Redmond, where I will be moving in three and a half weeks. Um, but there are a bunch, I mean, obviously we all know that the American Red Cross does think, does good things, um, you know, donate on their website. They need the money to be able to help people. There's going to be stuff that's donated water, but especially now because they're doing, I don't, I, if I, if I read correctly, it's not a campsite because they're trying to keep people separated from COVID so everything that I've seen is we're trying to raise money to get people into hotels. Yeah. So, so this is, uh, I mean, wrong, I just was scrolling, but yeah. yeah um, and you know, the flip side of that is I've actually already had to have this conversation once today. Um, our, our, our wildland firefighters are completely set. Uh, it is part of their job. It's not their job, but it is part of the, collective job to, to make sure that they have food and water and adequate clothing and camping gear and all of that. And any wildland firefighter will tell you, please send your resources to the victims that yeah. have lost their homes. Um, so yeah, you know, keep, keep that in mind. They're doing good work and yes, we want to say thank you, but really a thank you is as good as it gets. Um, because a, they're just not allowed to take donations mm-hmm. and B, um, you know, people that want to donate clothing and things, there are very strict regulations on what they can wear in a fire. Um, so, you know, your, your best option, if you want to, if you want to say thank you to the firefighters is a sign, um, an actual thank you and maybe donate to the wildland firefighter foundation. Um, that's an organization that raises money for injured and, uh, injured wildland firefighters or fatalities. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a really great organization if you want to go that route. Yeah. And you know, there's fires in Washington, there's fires in California. And obviously right now, a lot of the smoke is, um, settling in the San Joaquin Valley in California, which is where a ton of food comes from and a lot of migrant workers work. So it's just the West right now is in bad shape, guys, and it doesn't help with, I mean, obviously COVID makes it just that much worse, but yeah. we're used to the fires, you know, like we, we will get a handle on them, um, but right now it's kind of scary, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, donations to the American Red Cross obviously are always, always needed. I yeah. mean, they help with everything from Every the, the hurricane that just hit Louisiana again, so yeah. good Lord. Yeah, what a time. Um, but I will say, otherwise, I'm doing very well, Kathleen. How are you? <laughs> Hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we had at-home date night on Sunday, which was oh, really nice. That's so sweet. We did a... Actually, where the heck did they go? We did um, a couple's painting picture. Oh, cute. The no. things you get Trevor to do. <laughs> he had no idea. I planned it, and it was a surprise, and I asked him on a date, and yeah, it, it was fun. That's cute. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like there was other things I wanted to tell you, and I'm sure that I will remember them by the end of the episode. Maybe I will write them down. 
oh, um, I may be getting a new tattoo next month and then my other two tattoos when I go to Kauai in January. But I'll talk to you about that off the podcast. Um, and then don't share it with our fans. <laughs> right. Well, because I'm not sure they're actually going to happen. So I, I, I don't want to be like, I'm going to show you guys my tattoo. If I get them, I will absolutely post pictures. But um, I was at the south end of town today and I don't necessarily go to the south end like on 3rd Street. I usually only take the parkway. And yeah. Sergeant's Cafe on their reader board said, Happy Birthday, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know how many days that was up, but it made me laugh so hard because we went down to El Rodeo for dinner, and then we drove oh, back, fun. and I was like, uh, "Happy birthday, Adam Sandler!" <laughs> Thank you. I know I love that guy. Um, so I think we should go ahead and get started with the episode. Are you ready? Yes, but okay. I need you to tell me which which show is first. Um. Friends is first. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. And that's the order that I wrote them in. So let me just, I have to do notes on my phone. So let me scroll up here. Okay. Um, great. Here we go. She's, let me drink my. She's got her drink. I've got my drink too. I am drinking um, blood orange Italian sparkling soda. And Kathleen has her. Truly mango lemonade. There you go. This is. My fourth favorite flavor of the variety pack of four flavors. Four flavors. <laughs> that is good. Good job. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Um, okay. So we are going to start with friends tonight and shoot. I'm sorry. Uh, I turned my phone and it went sideways. Let me scroll back up. Stand by. Kathleen. Oh, wait. Did you go too far? Oh, I went too far. I went all the way back to... Um, Ross playing in public. Hang on. <laughs> this is the only thing with Google Drive when you're on your phone, like okay. Google Docs. It goes yeah, haywire. Yeah, it went for a second, and then they lost everything. Yeah. Um, okay, I need to go back down and go back up then, because I really lost it. Hi, little boy. Do, do, do. Kind of wish you would have said we were doing him him first. Just kidding. <laughs> well, we can't go out of order just because of your notes. <laughs> well, my notes are in order. Okay. So I would have had to scroll back up anyway. Um, okay. So we open with Phoebe and Monica leading the gang out of the coffee shop, and everybody's got their eyes closed, except Monica and Phoebe. And Chandler says something about, oh, good, we're going to walk into traffic and our eyes are closed. But, but they stop them at the curb. Have you ever seen a car on that street besides Phoebe in her cab? No. No, you have not. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not a real street. It's not. But still. I'm, it's not even like a real alley. It's like a, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they stop. Everybody opens their eyes, and some one of them says, what are we looking at? Oh, it was Ross. He says, what are we looking at besides that bitchin' van? Right. And Joey thinks that he knows the girl that's painted on the side of the van. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Phoebe says, don't worry, we're not keeping it like this. And Monica 
says, yeah, we're going to turn that sword into a breadstick. So on the side of the van is, oh, don't put my phone down. I don't want it. I don't want that to happen again. Okay. It's a dragon carrying a lady. I wrote down busty lady. She's busty. Oh, she is busty. She's busty. And she has a sword. Mm-hmm. And what they say, don't worry, we're changing that. Yeah, the sword's going to become a baguette. Yes. Not Because that will make it great. better. Yeah. Ra- Rachel thinks that she lost her virginity in this van. <laughs> and I'm sorry, don't you think you might just remember just a smidge of where you lost your virginity? You know, I couldn't tell if she was being serious or being sarcastic because, you know, like, the van is pretty creepy. Um, yeah. And I thought she lost it on a pool table with a guy at, like, a party. But anyway, I'm just saying. That was my recollection of the times they've talked about it. Yeah, and I don't remember. Um, Phoebe says, oh, wait, wait till you see this. And she turns on the flashing lights. But, oh, no, they're not regular flashing lights, my friends. They're flashing nipple lights. The lady on the side of the van has flashing nipples. And at this point, Joey goes, oh, yeah, I definitely know her. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the model while it was being painted or, you know, something. Maybe that's the outfit she strips in, and that's how he knows her. She's, like, that's her persona at the strip club. Ooh, maybe. I'm just saying. Um, credits roll, and then we're in the girls' apartment, and it's nighttime. Ross and Phoebe are there. And I bring up the fact that it's nighttime because, like, don't they have their own apartments? Mm-hmm. No, no, they don't. No they don't have ever, boundary. No one ever goes home. It's fine. And Monica asks if they remember the guy from cooking school that used too much cilantro. Phoebe goes, oh, yeah, cilantro Larry. Which <laughs> is kind of funny. You know, whatever. We've, we've all got nicknames. I've been called worse. Um, turns out Monica's going to fill in for him as the food critic for the Chelsea Reporter. And Ross says that's an amazing opportunity to influence dozens of people because apparently nobody reads this paper. It's kind of like Robin's um, viewership Mm -hmm. is in the single digits. Dozens of people. You'd see him walk away and Monica's face, it it almost looks like one of those moments where it was like unscripted and she didn't know what he was going to say because (laughs) she looks like she's really trying not to laugh slash kill him. Um, Phoebe's bummed because it's going to affect their catering business, and Monica says it's one night a week, and she gets to take everybody for a lot of free dinners. And this pleases Joey and Ross. Ross walked into the living room. Turns out that's where Joey's sitting, because again, no boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoebe was, like, super defensive, and then all of a sudden she hops backwards, and Monica's like, what's going on? Phoebe says, oh, that's me just hopping on board. I love how literal Phoebe is sometimes. She's like the best. She's the best. Um, Chandler comes in. I'm not even sure if he says a greeting to the girls, but he goes straight over to the living room where Ross and Joey are, and he asks Ross if he's ready to party. Ross says he could go for a couple of beers, but there's a, a B special on um, 
the Discovery Channel that he just doesn't want to miss. And I'm like, okay, I'm with Ross. Bumblebees. I want to see the bees. It's I want to have the bees. Yeah. And they're very important, guys. If the bees die, we die. We die. So there's that. Um, I, I really, really, really wanted to get into bees this spring, but, you know, 8,000 things on my plate, so maybe next year. Oh, my um, gosh. If you do start a beehive, I will help you. Like, I'd love well, that. Well, I've already got the one that I want because okay. it's, like, it's, it's, um, it's a flow something flow hive or something i have it saved in my bookmarks, and it's got a clear panel on one side so you can see the bee activity and then it has a spigot so you can just pour the honey you don't have to do the scrapey and the combs and the other things i mean you do eventually but not to get the honey all right there yeah so i'm i'm into it um yeah so that's that's gonna be my thing next spring okay. and baby chicks um so Chandler reiterates the question because he says no you're not listening to me do you want a party and uh Ross catches on that some random dude named Gandalf is coming into town and I say random dude because you know everybody's got their friend that comes from out of town and like you watch you watch these shows and you feel like you're part of it and I'm sorry, I never heard of this guy before. Right? Is he really even your friend? Uh, but apparently, he's this guy that they've partied with in the past. Excuse me. And Chandler's super excited. Kathy's. Did she? Did he say Kathy's out of town with her parents? Or yeah, okay. Um, and he's got nothing to do, and they're gonna party with Gandalf. They say, no, they, I was stretching, but they say dude like four times. Oh, that's exactly what I said. They both say dude too many times. They do not say dude. This is below them. <laughs> then they do a weird handshaky thing. Right. And then he calls them out for saying dude too many times. Dude alert. We, dude alert. Then we find out that Gandalf's name is Mike Ganderson. Mm-hmm. And I'm, they... We'll get into it later, but, like, they, the play on his last name and his party status is where he got his nickname. Yes. They call him the party wizard, which we'll get to. Um, they take turns calling to get off work. Party, dude, handshake. This is a very weird series of moments. And one of them says, we never have fun anymore. Monica asks if they smoked in the back of the van. <laughs> Joey says that they have fun with him because he brings up the time that they had some strippers and the other time that they paid him $50 to eat a book. <laughs> There's no reason to eat a book. Not There's even for $50. Although it did get back his investment for the V volume of the encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks. I just got there, like, right now. I didn't even put that in my notes. Um, they're inviting Joey along. Uh, it almost seemed... I wrote that for a reason. He was... Joey was, like, was bummed because they were going to go party with this other dude, right? Like, Well, no, not yet. I feel like they... 
but he says, why do you call him the party wizard? And they go, because of Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. And he's like, I still don't get it. And they're like, didn't you read the Lord of the Rings in high school? And he goes, no, I had sex in high school. The right. thing with him wanting to go with them happens a little bit later. But they do, like, in that moment, they invite him along. Because I think I, so. I mean, I wrote it down. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yes, he had sex in high school. I also never read the Lord of the Rings books. Nope. Um, I did, however, read the Lord of the Flies in high school. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same. Well, I tried Maybe. reading The Hobbit years later, like, the single, the the book that starts it and I couldn't even get into that and it I just don't do science fiction fantasy like I don't I really got into the movies because Elijah Wood is hot right so and is uh, I, I, Orlando Bloom well yeah and what's his face from the Goonies all grown up Sean Astin oh yeah Baby. yeah I'll take three of those um <laughs> but I I couldn't really tell you what the movie was about I'm pretty sure I didn't finish it, and I definitely didn't see any of the other ones. Well, so I did date a guy that was into him enough that we actually watched the extended director's cut on DVD, and I was friends with a guy who made me watch, or wanted to watch, all three of them in one day. It's like 12 hours. Well, aren't you just a little lucky-ducky? No, I was just... I. I took knitting or crochet with me every time. I wasn't really even paying attention. The movies are fine, but the second one is just a lot of walking. That's it. They just do a lot of walking. Like, they should be wearing Fitbits. Is it like the Blair Witch Project? No. <laughs> Keep, all right, back to the show. <laughs> okay, new scene. Rachel's at work and she goes to Joanna um, to talk about this new position that uh, is up for, you know, yeah. open for applications to be a buyer for the Junior Miss Department. And Joanna, in perfect Joanna fashion, without missing a beat, says, that'd be a really huge step down for me. <laughs> and, you know, she is just awful. She really is. Rachel says that she wants to, you know, apply for it, but she, would, she wouldn't do it um, if there would be any hard feelings. And Joanna, Joanna says, you can't stay my assistant forever. She turns to Sophie and says, neither can you, but for very different reasons. <laughs> Which is just awful. Poor she's little so, Sophie. I know, she's so um, Rachel is pretty stoked. And, well, so she's stoked. And then she says she wouldn't do it if she thought Joanna would have a problem with it. And you, like, Joanna starts to say something and Rachel talks over her. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what you need to do so that you don't have to say, oh, never mind, I'm not going to apply. Yeah. Excuse me. Joanna says, I'm on the hiring committee, so at least there will be one friendly face. And Junior Miss is where I started, but I had to sleep with the ugliest guy. And she, there's a, like, it's a couple of back and forth lines of, am I kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Yes. Don't worry. I don't think you'd have to sleep with some ugly guy, but I not, I might need some convincing. That's like a very Lily moment. Not, not that Lily would use it against anybody but it's like that jokey yeah should we shouldn't we yeah am i not um however i wrote down joanna sexually harasses rachel because it is if this was a dude saying like but you might have to sleep with me uh yeah. i'd be going to hr in a red second flag. Red flag, red even flag, if you red flag. 
thought you were joking, I would be going to eight. I'm like, you, so, no. Um, intention. Yeah. Is different and than perception. Inference. Yeah. yeah. So, so what she, you meant and what I heard are two different things. Yeah. So, so she totally you. sexually harasses Rachel. Absolutely. Yeah. And um. Anyway, so then we're in the guy's apartment, and Chandler is like stupidly jazzed to go party with Gandalf. Ross comes in and he's super, or uh, Ross is giddy. Joey comes in and he's like, no. Does Joey come in or is Joey's already there. So Chandler says, Joey's already there. Ross comes in. Chandler says one of my favorite lines though that I have literally shared with you guys as a gif. He goes, I'm so excited I may vomit. I have sent that to, I can't even tell you how many people, like when I've applied for a job, when I've sent out a proposal for an editing thing, it's just like, I'm so excited I'm going to vomit. <laughs> yeah, I, as, as somebody as who receives a lot of her gifts, I've seen it a million times. It's a really good one because he's pacing the apartment. I love yeah. it. It's so good. Um, Joey is trying to bring them down a level. Like, it's cool, guys, but let's just be real. And he says, he's just a human guy, you know, just relax a little bit. He's not, this is not Jesus coming. Uh, Chandler keeps raving about him and he says you know we could have a couple of beers and end up on a boat in Nova Scotia oh and this is where Ross comes in Mm -hmm. so it's just it's just Joey and Chandler at this point and then Ross comes in and he throws down his passport fresh socks and a snake bite kit (laughs) you know it's not going to be exactly like last time right I don't want to repeat anything that has to do with a snake bite kit it's not funny. I don't. I hate everything about that. I can't yeah. even. I hate snakes so much. I'm not into it. Um, Joey says he'll see him later, and and they try and convince him to stay, and he's like, "No, guys, I have an audition. I'll meet up with you around noon. Where are you going to be?" And uh, Chandler or Ross says that, "Oh, we'll be somewhere around the equator." What? What do you think? Who do you think you are? You live in New York. Yeah. Do you know how long it would take me to get to the equator? They made it. Well, I mean, I guess Nova Scotia is actually not that far because, like, They're a train not and make a it ferry. To the equator by no, no, for sure. So, I'm sure it was. He was trying to be funny, but my brain did not go there. Your logical oh brain. Yeah. So. Joey leaves, Gandalf calls, Chandler and Ross make a weird turkey noise oh. when they answer the phone. So, yeah. you say weird turkey noise, but it reminds me of Encino Man and anything Polly Shore did where it was mm-hmm. the, like that time of that's how you, like, it was like a bro call. I'm just saying. I'm sure it was. But it reminds me of a turkey call. Yeah. Um, I could see that. And when I was a kid, they made me do a turkey call all the time. This was like a trick that you did? Yeah, apparently my younger siblings thought it was hilarious. And my dad started calling me turkey. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And that one actually still sticks. Well, yeah. Maybe not as much now, you know, with the nonverbal things, but, um, yeah. So. Okay. 
Those are my fun nicknames, just in case anybody needed to know that. We'll never call you that. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, yeah. It's never going to happen. Just my dad. Um, so, you see Chandler talking into the phone, and his his level of excitement significantly drops. He hangs up the phone. Gandalf is not in town. Not only is he not in town, but he's stuck in Chicago. Mm. And Ross says, Aw, Chicago's so lucky. Chandler <laughs> throws something down and he says, Stupid, useless Canadian money. So they weren't going to the equator, according to Chandler's predictions. He really wanted going- to go back to Nova Scotia. He really yeah. did. I mean, yeah. I-, I get that. Like, he really wanted to go. I think so, too. I'd like to go there one time. like to go to Canada. Yeah. I love Canada. Right now, though, so that's fine. Yeah, I love Canada. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, Rachel is in her panel interview, and Joanna is legit trying to sabotage her. Oh, so bad. Trevor Trevor got home about this time last night, and he goes, Oh, my God, that woman's a bitch. Right. So everything that um, gets brought up by the other two panel members, Joanna just attacks. The gentleman who's in there says, oh, you know, you color-coded the file cabinet. And Joanna says, oh, yeah, it really brightened up the office. Well, Rachel tries to defend and, like, explain, you know, it it did more than that. And the other interviewer, I think, kind of jumped over and just asked another question. It didn't seem like they really gave her a chance to counter-defend herself against Joanna. And that kind of sucks. But um, she, you know, she was just doing her best. She gets asked about her additional responsibilities, and Joanna jumps in. Or she says that Joanna was a great mentor, and Joanna jumps in and says that Rachel's really incredible at getting bagels. And... She gets the order right almost every time. And Rachel's really, she's like, okay, I'm not going to address this. I'm just going to move forward. I'm I'm going to be a real adult here, and I'm going to, you know, just talk about everything else that I did. Um, she tries to explain how she's taken on more responsibilities, and Joanna jumps in and says, oh, yeah, she can carry two things at once. She can get the coffee. It's so rude. Like, so bad. It's, it's terrible. I I don't know that I've ever been in an interview. I mean, number one, I've never really done, like, a panel interview. Yeah. Because I've never needed it. It's all been retail or restaurant. Um, I have, but, but it was a job that I, I didn't work there yet. So, I mean, I didn't know anybody on the panel to begin with. You know, right. so, like, it wouldn't have Which, mattered. Right. And actually, but, if you really think about it, Joanna should have excused herself from the panel because she already knows Rachel. Correct. So. But that's not necessarily true. Like, when Trevor did his panel interview um, two years ago for a step up, like a side branch thing, he knew everybody on his panel. But were they his direct supervisors, or did he just know them from work? One was his direct supervisor... Mm-hmm his enacting direct supervisor because his actual direct supervisor was out for medical things. Yeah. So like, yeah, 
one of them was his direct supervisor. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I Maybe that's a real thing. I have no clue. Yeah, I, have no clue. I haven't worked in enough corporate stuff either to to really. No. Yeah. But Gina is just a bitch. So oh, yeah. that's the end of that. Um, she, one of the other interviewers asks about building relationships and Rachel's like, yeah, you know, starts to answer the question. And then again, we have Joanna. Oh yeah, she's, it's, that wouldn't be the problem. It would be that she's a little too friendly, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. What? Basically calls Rachel a slut. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a professional setting. So what does that say about Joanna and her work ethic? Right. Like she's just awful. Yeah. Um, we cut to Phoebe in the girls' apartment, and Monica comes in with the Chelsea reporter to show off her first review. So again, we have somebody who doesn't live there in the home right. <laughs> for the person who lives there. Um, I love you, but anyway. if, if I come home and you're just chilling in my house, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> I only ever go to your house when yeah. you know I'm going to be there. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, you have a key, so obviously don't sit in your car. Right. But, like, I would never just show up to your house and just be like, I'm just going to wait for Kathleen to get home. No. Yeah. N no. I yeah. mean, you know, but all, in all fairness, that's 34-year-old Kathleen saying this. 22-year-old Kathleen definitely showed up some places. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I had a lot of friends who just kept their front doors unlocked where it was just kind of like you you knocked twice and you just walked in. Like, and walk in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Somebody, parent was home or, you know, sibling or whatever. Yep. So I did do that, but, like, I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't do it now. Anyway, um, Phoebe's you know, excited for Monica having her review in there, but she also comments and says, Oh, the Chelsea reporter he's used to just keep me so warm. She's talking about mm. sleeping on. I know. Uh, She's like making a joke. And then you're like, you li like lived under a newspaper. It's not funny. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not funny. Anyway. Monica's review is rough. Oh yeah. She's talking about how, if she, if she went back, she'd have to order two entrees, one for her and one for the guy who held the gun to her head. <laughs> it, it's, it's bad. It's real um, bad. And I get that it's an opinion piece, but ouch. Yeah, but if you read like, okay, did you ever read or did you ever watch my best friend, best friend's wedding with Julia Roberts and... Did you ever see that one? And like a baby. Did I ever watch it? Did I ever keep it in my DVD player on loop for days on end and pretend that I was Julia Roberts and sing all the songs what? and I say a little prayer for you? Okay, so that yeah. first scene where she's gonna be reviewing that restaurant and they are freaking the fuck out. Like they know what and see and a lot of the whole thing is like when you do, like, the Zagat or the Michelin stars or whatever, they don't know you're there. Like, it's supposed to be a blind one. But the premise of that, obviously, is that they know she's the reviewer and they're going to whatever. But they kiss yeah. ass. And that's just it. Like, in the restaurant industry, especially in New York City, reviewers can break you. I know. So, I know. Anyway. Um, I have to pause and get a cat down and change my water. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I got okay. it. Okay, go. So Phoebe says she found a guy who could fix up the van for catering, and 
she asked, are we sure we don't want the water red? Because <laughs> if we're just going to put it back in, right. and um, she dashes off to go take care of this, meet the guy or whatever, and Monica's buzzer goes off, so she goes over to it, and uh, it's Alessandro, and he wants to confront Monica, and she says to call her, <laughs> and he's trying to convince her to go up. He says, if I call you, you're just going to hang up on me. And she's like, well, duh. Um, as they're talking, you hear Phoebe say, oh, do you need it in? And she lets in this guy. I'm all for letting somebody in the building if you know who that they who they are. But, like, be careful. Go. How the hell did this guy know Monica's apartment? I mean, there's that. Phone book? Maybe. But that's weird. Like, that's so stalkerish. Like, I would literally be putting the deadbolt on and calling the cops. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, so, anyway, uh, he gets into the building. He goes up to the apartment. And he's like, you know, your review is ruining my restaurant. And none of this is true and I, he's like defending his food and Monica goes I have five friends I couldn't eat it I have five friends who couldn't eat it and one of them eats books <laughs> so, you know he they go back and forth and she said he's he says something about the wait staff and she goes the waiter carried breadsticks in his pants which what the hell like right. how, how is any of that um and he goes, we do not take Discovery. And she goes, I'll react that. <laughs> and anyway, she calls in the question. He thinks that the tomato sauce is absolutely, like, amazing. And she says, you own an Italian restaurant and you think that's good? Where are you even from? And he says, Lebanon. And Lebanese food. No, Lebanese food is really yummy. So maybe he should... Go back to his roots. But, yeah, you know. just do that and bring mm-hmm. some of that to Central Oregon. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so speaking of which, it's not quite Lebanese, but um, I follow Zan Q Chicken on Facebook because, duh. Right. Yeah. And they posted today about how they're excited about their new Huntington Beach location. But, oh, wait, surprise, we're going to have another location where do you think it's going to be? And I said, literally anywhere in Oregon would be great. <laughs> Just come, come on North friends. Right. Bring it. If you want to put it in Redmond, that'd be <laughs> ideal. But I don't think that you will. Cause it's not quite the right market. So even Portland is fine. Let's just do it. Call it good. Right. We'll go up there yeah. for day trips to get the chicken and the garlic sauce. I would literally go up there all the time. Yep. That's how I feel about Habibi, the place that I go to downtown. It's called Habibi, and it's some of the best food you'll ever have in your life. Where is that? It's downtown Portland. Oh, it is in Portland. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Maybe we'll go there next time. So good. Okay. I got a little, I got a little monster next to me and another one thinking he might jump up here. Um, Monica says, okay, hang on. 
these tomatoes. Let me show you what this is all about. And he's like, well, how long is this going to take? Because I have to go yell at another critic. Right? Yeah. This is like the restaurant and businesses that argue with people on Yelp. I mean, Yelp is obviously like um, just the generic public. And sometimes the reviews are really mean. And like I had somebody years ago, I saw somebody review the High Desert Museum. And they were like, if I wanted to walk around and I was like, Dude, A, you walk yeah. in all museums, and B, if you didn't understand yeah. what the High Desert Museum was before you went, that's your own fault. That's and that, I actually reported their review to Yelp because it was so inaccurate that Yelp took it down. Oh, wow. Because they were like, you're right, they didn't actually, like, uh, that's not what the, anyway. So, um, but, like, people, restaurants will fight back with people on Yelp, and it's just not a good idea. It's not a good look. Let it go. No. All businesses will. Yeah, and it's, it's like you, you're you're not helping your case. You're making yourself look like an even bigger asshole. Yep. Um, and it's just it's not okay. It's gonna be even worse. Yep. So we're back at Rachel's work. Mm-hmm. She confronts Joanna and says, "I may cry, but these are not tears of sadness or anger." Go. What this, I miss? No, this is me when she's trying to talk. Um, and she can't even get it out without starting to tear up. This is me. Like, I mean, I, I'm i just a crier. But, like, I tried to have a conversation with someone when I still worked at Macy's. And I ended up crying so hard that they, like, almost had to send me home. Oh, my God. Well, because I couldn't, like, I was super stressed out and, like, something else. And I was just like, that's it. Like, I, the tears are going to come and I'm not going to fight them. I've cried at work. It's not a good look. I don't enjoy doing it, but I will say that, like, this is totally me, where I could, it could be, like, a tiny little thing, but because I'm so stressed out about whatever it was, I'm going to cry. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've definitely done it. I don't, oh, oh, hey, why are you freaking out? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got a stuck kitten. What's going on, buddy? I think maybe you're going to have to start clipping on? some claws. No, we're going to be outside cats. Okay. It's just that he's. Um, and that's the one that got stuck. He's got the extra thumbs. Extra Um, thumbs. So, she says, they're not tears of sadness or anger, but, um, Just of me, what, like, yeah. It's just, it's just because of you. And Joanna says, stop making a scene. And Rachel's like, there's nobody here. So Joanna calls Sophie in and says, you're making Sophie uncomfortable. And she goes, no, you're you're not. And Joanna tells Sophie that she's con- crossed the line into completely useless. And then Sophie looks like she's going to cry. Yeah, Joanna is a bitch. Joanna's the worst boss. She is. Terrible person. Okay. okay. So... Rachel asks Joanna if she wants her to quit, and if you believe any of what you said, you must want me to quit. So she goes to pack up her desk, and she says, I'll be out of here by the end of the day. And she picks up her muffin and her purse, and she goes, well, I guess there's not any reason for me to stay until the end of the day, and starts to walk out. And Joanna says, no, it's not that. It's just that I don't want to lose a perfectly good assistant. And... 
it's kind of like a backhanded compliment because, you know, it's saying, hey, you're a really great employee and I don't want to lose you, but also, like, I'm too lazy to do my own shit and or train somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joanna is, you know, trying to salvage this and she says, well, I, I really don't want to lose you. So what if I made a position for you here? You could be the assistant fire for this department. <laughs> Rachel goes, say more things like that. Right. And, and I mean, I've definitely like when Trevor gives me a compliment, I've definitely played that card. Say more things like that. Right. Right now. Um, I'm going to need a raise. Or Joanna says, I'll give you, you I'll give you a raise. And Rachel says, I'm going to need an expense account and an assistant. Sophie, get in here. Right. And she pokes her head around the corner. Like, I mean, obviously she was eavesdropping the whole time. But um, Joanne is going to let Rachel have Sophie as an assistant. So if I was Sophie, I'd be jumping for joy. Oh yeah, because obviously Rachel's not going to be a heinous bitch. Right. So then we're back in the boys' apartment, and Chandler and Ross are sad watching TV. They're not just watching TV; they're sad watching. They're watching Days of Our Lives. That's what I wrote. Yeah, right. You know, which is sad for them. Um. Ross also balanced his checkbook, and Chandler named all of the foosball players. Mm-hmm. And you see Joey just really trying to get them to stop being crybabies and go out, and they're being total downers. And you know, saying, "Well, you know, we would we would go do this or that, or we would we would go out and stay out all night and meet party people. At the bar or yeah, meet, meet people. people. And Joey says, we'll do it all, but better. And then he says, dude, Gandalf will want to party with us. (laughs) And Chandler says something about, oh, can we go on a boat again? And Ross goes, when were we on a boat? Chandler informs him that, uh, oh, do you remember the time that you woke up and there were all those dogs licking your face? Yeah, those were seals. (laughs) So it was really... That time that it was really cold and the dogs were licking your face? Yeah. So, that's awkward. I feel and like partying with Gandalf may actually include illegal drugs. Just saying. The, um, you know, it could. Or lots of beer. Lots of beer. Lots of beer. It, it, it almost feels to me like a Barney bachelor party. Oh, God. Okay. But, like, without the wedding. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say that I've, no, I don't think I ever did anything that crazy. I didn't wake up with seals kissing me. So. No. No. Uh, so they're going out of the apartment. Then we have a new scene of Rachel busting into the apartment with a fancy new outfit. And she starts to ask a question about the suit and Monica, in her own excitement, cuts her off and says she just got offered the head chef position at Alessandro's. And Rachel is so excited. She even says, um, uh, you know what? I'm so excited for you, and I'm not even going to be mad that you jumped all over yeah. my moat. She said it more eloquently than that, but I didn't write it down. So that's what you get. If you want to know what said, you should watch the episode. Um so Monica's, you 
asking or telling about all this uh, job excitement and she does Rachel does get to say her line about the suit and the assistant buyer when Phoebe comes in because again no boundaries and she says what do you think of this do you think that this suit is something that an assistant buyer would wear and Phoebe gets real technical about it and says well I don't know it would depend on her color and this that and the other and then you see it click and she goes oh my gosh you're the assistant buyer and Monica goes why didn't you tell me (laughs) because you were you were talking right um Phoebe says oh my gosh it's the day of good news I have some too I got us a wedding reception job and Monica says she needs to talk to Phoebe and they you know now that they have a second gig it feels like this whole thing is snowballing. And I, I wrote down, I mean, that's kind of the idea, Monica. Right. Go into business for yourself. Come here. Why did you jump? Come here. Their eyes have not, like, super fully developed yet, so they'll see something, and then they do, like, the weird jumpy stuff. I feel like I need to give you my T-shirt that says, Easily Distracted by Cats and Books. Yeah. Because I am. Well, they're sitting, like, right here. Look at them. Hi. Yes, they're very cute. We have listeners who cannot see them, though. Oh, don't worry. I'll post a picture. (laughs) Um, So, Phoebe's like, yeah, no, that's that's what we need to happen so that we can make our money back. And we just bought this van. And, like, let's, let's have a second gig. And... Monica says, well, hey, I got this job offer. And Phoebe goes, without you, or she, Monica says, you don't need me. You can do this on your own. And Phoebe goes, no, with you're the chef. Without you, it's just me driving up to people's houses with empty trays asking for money. Right. Monica does have the good grace to look a little bit ashamed, though. Yeah. So she says, I'll pay you back. You can keep the, you can keep the van. And Phoebe leaves in a huff, which I, I get. And Rachel's still excited, and she squeals, assistant fire, which is cute. Um, Then we see the guys walking into the coffee shop. They sit down. They're not having fun. Joey's trying to make the fun happen. They're all really tired. And Chandler says, I'm exhausted. And Ross agrees. And Joey's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So they're they're just... there and Gunther comes over to take their order. Joey orders a decaf. Ross seconds the decaf. Chandler says, "I just want a water, a hot, a hot water with lemon." <laughs> oh, my throat's a little fuzzy. And all I can think of is, is this the reverse of Barney and Ted talking trash on the coffee shop? Because the guys mm-hmm. are like, you know, it's so loud there, I can't hear myself think, I can't hear a conversation, and um. But so, McLaren's anyway. isn't like a, a club club. It's just a bar. It's a bar that serves food. So it's not as loud, but right. yeah. But um, I, I, I mean, like when they go to OK Awesome. Or, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you. So there is that. And Chandler says, I'm 29 years old. I want to sit in a comfortable chair and watch TV and go to bed at a reasonable hour. And I pushed pause because I needed to write down all my notes. And Trevor goes, 
Oh, you and Julie are going to have a lot to say about that. I mean, I felt this probably before I was 29. I feel like about 25 people were like, do you want to go hang out? Nope. Want to go home and go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) I don't sleep well to begin with, so I really don't want to stay out late with you people. Nope. Nope. Once I got here to Oregon, I, um, like, things changed for me. Partly because I didn't know anybody, and then, um... You know, so I was going to bed early when Grandma and Gigi did, so I didn't wake them up. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, it worked out in my favor, and then I met some people, and it's been good, and I go out occasionally, but it's definitely not the same. No. Um, <laughs> Ross says, you know, I just want to listen to Kenny G and take a bath. Joey said, Joey's like, oh, that's too far, Ross. We're 29. We're not women. Which, whatever. You know, it's not the nicest joke, but I will also agree that I don't spend all of my evenings, yeah, listening to Kenny G and taking a bath. I do spend most of my evenings getting high and crocheting. So there you go. It's fun for me. There's some parallels there. I spend most of my evenings having a truly or a white claw or something and watching some murder shows. Sitting in my foot massager watching murder shows. There you it's go. great. Dude, you guys, her foot, her foot and leg massager is life-changing. I don't know why I'm not in it right now, except that I'm afraid that it might make too much noise. Yeah, I'm going to second that it would probably make too much noise. But once we're done, I think you should definitely so do it. it wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> we have one more uh, show to go still. Hurry up. I'm trying. I don't know how to do it fast. That's what he said. <sighs> Thank God. Right. Phoebe and Monica are at the coffee shop, and apparently it's the next day. Um, Monica came up with businesses that Phoebe could do in the van, and they're all variations of deliveries or picking up or, you know, something along those lines. And um, Monica says, no, you know what? Let's do the catering. I made the commitment. It's going to be fun. Which, by the way, why couldn't they, if she's the head chef and also the one writing the schedule, because she's the head chef, why couldn't she say, oh, I've got this gig. I need this night and this night off or whatever. So, I mean, you know, you you put your side hustle where it fits. So... Granted, they, Phoebe had already committed to this one, but moving forward, she could only commit to things that are on, like, her days off or whatever. But yeah. this is me coming at it from a different perspective. Um, they start to plan the wedding reception, and Phoebe's, like, flipping through the list that Monica made. And there's a ton of pages. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of pages. This, this is a let's make a list episode for both episodes. Okay. Let's make a list. Yep. Okay, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. It's a big, it's a big part of the plot line for him today. Okay. Oh God, uh, duh. Sorry, I totally spaced. No, I know. I got it. You. I got it. So Phoebe's still flipping, and she's like, "Oh man, you really want you really wanted me to do something else with the van." And she, because she's Phoebe, says, "You know what? Take the catering job." Ultimately, I want you to be happy. I don't want you to be unhappy, and I definitely don't want to be the reason that you're unhappy. So, 
which would make her unhappy thing. because which and, would make me yeah. unhappy and I really don't want to be the reason that I'm unhappy <laughs> it's got some logic it is uh, I wrote besides it might be kind of fun to form the new A team what the hell is that about that okay. was one of the things on Monica's list and Phoebe gets to it and she's like it yeah maybe I'll form the new A team I would totally be on the new A-team. I loved that show so much. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just informed from the brand new to the Welcome Home peanut gallery over here that she has a van. She has to form the A-team. Uh-huh. So apparently I'm the only one that doesn't get it. It's oh, fine. Oh, it's so good. Because <laughs> they were in a trashy little van, but they did all these cool things. Yeah, okay, I get it. Okay now that it's been explained to me from both ends. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, Rachel gets to work and she is stoked to start her new position. She's like doing a happy little jaunt in and she sees someone coming out of Joanna's office with a box and she's like, hey, uh, where's Joanna? Like, how's it going? And whoever it is, member of HR, oh no, I turned my phone sideways. She was one of the she, women in, she was in the panel yeah, interview. She been like HR or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, she was in the panel interview. Um, she's like, oh, you must not have heard Joanna died. And she goes on to explain that um, she was walking, you know, she had walked out of the building and she stepped off the curb and was hit by a cab. And you see Rachel say, oh, God, you know, because the news is hitting her. And she's, she. I mean, it's shocking. I don't know that she's necessarily sad because, as I've said multiple times in this episode already, Joanna's a bitch. But the last time she says, oh, God, you see something in her face change because she's recognized, what if Joanna didn't put my paperwork through? And so she asked the other lady, hey, did, you know, did Joanna say anything about a new position or anything? And she goes, no, I, nothing like that comes to mind. I haven't seen any paperwork. And the, that lady leaves. Sophie comes in and she is like all smiles. She is ready for the day. And Rachel goes, oh, you must not have heard about Joanna. And she goes, oh yeah, I did. But again, where is a bitch? Um, yeah, so, you know, not that, whatever, people get what they deserve, I guess. Um, Monica's in her new job, and the uh, owner of Alice, I don't, I don't, maybe that's his name, maybe he bought it, who knows. The new boss is introducing her, and he says he's really sorry that he had to let go of the other head chef, and it felt like losing a member of the family, and oh, and for some of you, it actually was a member of your family he looks at one of the girls and says you know like maria tell your daughter i'm really sorry or it's whatever so terrible it's so bad it's so bad and then you know they're all staring daggers at monica because he he points out oh you might recognize her from the review that she wrote which ouch because she was talking shit on the food which mm. led to their dad fired mm-hmm. so they all hate her and um I hate her speech with a dash of some bullshit and a dollop of something else. I hate puns. Yeah. I hate Ugh. puns. 
it's so not only do I hate well I mean I like puns but I hate a really bad speech but I really hate that Monica is saying this speech because in my opinion it's well below Monica yeah she is not she is not she's not that person so that wraps up the episode but I would like to point out that zero people went to a party and that is the title of the episode where they all go to a party. Yeah. So, 10, disappointed. I didn't see a party. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is true. I will say the one thing I meant to point out is when um, Rachel is in Joanna's office after the interview and then... Um, well, no, the title of the episode is the one where they're going to party. So... It's inferred they're going to party, oh, but they don't happen. Maybe anyway. I added the word A. Maybe I added the word A. Yeah. Going to a party. But Rachel huh. and Sophie's chunky shoes are the best thing ever. Like, Sophie's wearing a short skirt, chunky shoes. Rachel's wearing that monochromatic suit, chunky shoes. And I'm just right. like, God, I miss the 90s. Yeah. I know you do. Amen for chunky shoes. So many good things are back from the 90s, but those might need to come back too. So are we going straight through to Naked Man or do you need to take a break? Um, I do not need to take a break because I made you pause so I could change the water. Okay. Um, you know that this is one of my very favorite episodes. So if you would like me to take over for a little while, I'd be more than happy to. <laughs> This is also one of my very favorite episodes, but okay. I know you are chomping it. I just volunteered to do both because you did both last time, and I felt like I owed it to you. It's up to you. But I don't know what I owe you more, a episode or giving you the joy and satisfaction of doing one of your favorites. Well, I just, because, you know, I, okay, I, have, I have things about, the, you know, background of, of character or of actors that are on it, and other things so you know i have i have i have notes on this no, one they don't have. okay okay you know what yeah why don't you do it okay <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> okay discussion. first of all the title the naked man is amazing it, it gives you it gives you hopes for a good episode right, right? so Ted starts off by telling his kids that there are different feelings about how long it takes to get over a breakup. Uh, Lily says, you know, it's half the time that you went out. And Marshall says that it's one week for every month. And Robin says 10,000 drinks or whenever you're whatever. Over long. <laughs> long. No, not. No. She's flat adamant that it's 10,000 drinks, no matter how long that takes you. She has never had to get over someone. She's over people in like a day. But here's what's funny. There is a version of this on Sex in the City, and their version is it's one month for every year you were together. Yes. So that's a kind of the equivalent of Marshall's one week for every month you were together. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you were together for a whole year, anyway. Um, yeah. But Ted points out that he thinks that you're recovered when you want to date again, which I would agree, because when you I can would. see yourself with another person and you don't feel icky or you don't feel sad then like that's cool so he starts seeing this really cute uh girl in the elevator at gnb um she was on dexter she plays a reporter 
whose father is a serial killer. Um, and oh, in yeah. that episode, or in her arc on Dexter, you get to see her boobies a lot. Um, boobies are nice. Boobies are nice. Her name is Courtney Ford. Um, she's also known for, oh, True Blood. I'm going to have to rewatch that show. I, I She's been on Supernatural. Um... She was on Revenge, which I actually liked that show. Yeah, she was on eight episodes of True Blood. I really don't remember that. Um, but yes, Christine Hill on Dexter. If you are not a Dexter fan, I don't know what you're doing with your life because it's it's an amazing show. I freaking love Dexter. Um, back to this. So, so I will say I wanted to get into Dexter and I watched some, but I never sat and finished the entire series. Um, partly because like I like to watch a show with somebody mm-hmm. and I don't really I don't really like I don't really have that. And right. by the time I brought Dexter up to Trevor, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on season six or something ridiculous. And I'm like, well, I guess we're not doing this. <laughs> well, somebody gave me some of them on DVD if you ever want to borrow them, but also I think it's just on who like, or it's just on Netflix. On one of them right now. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, so Ted does finally ask her out, but first he Ted's out and says, oh, I was left at the altar. God. I don't know what I'm doing. Something, something. But then he finally goes, Okay, or I just said, These little interactions have been the highlight of my week. Do you want to go out on Friday? And she goes, Yes. Because she has also been looking for him to, like, and ride the elevator together. Her outfit for this one, she was, like, fire. She brought it. She brought those and boobies. They both, they both hesitated before walking into the lobby. Yeah. Because they didn't see the other one. I know. It's super cute. So, Ted gives this really fun recap of... Um, all the things that he's walked in on in the apartment while living with like Lily and Marshall and whomever. And one time was these acrobats because Lily was trying to paint them. And another time was um, a gun fight, basically. Barney in a water tank holding his breath. And a gun fight where they were try- like somebody was trying to rob them, but Robin had them at gunpoint, which is pretty funny. But he says. The weirdest time was when your Aunt Robin was living with me, and he walks in, and there's a dude on the couch, butt naked. So, yeah, um, he finds out that this is Mitch, and he is, you know, the naked man. Now, I have to ask a sidebar, and I kind of meant, if I had had enough time with Milo around, to rewatch last week's episode, because in last week's episode, we talked about... Robin, not like she had been staying with Lily and Marshall because she didn't have, like she had left Japan and she didn't have her apartment anymore and she blah, blah, blah. When did she actually move in with Ted? Oh. I know that she lives with him and no, she lives with I'm him at several sure. times. I'm pretty sure it was at the end of last episode because. And he basically just says, yeah, come stay with me. Wheel or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I just felt like I was watching this and being like, when did she, like, I know she does, but I totally missed, I totally missed something. Yeah. So anyway, so Mitch explains the naked man and basically, um, and his theory is that it works two out of three times. Um, 
that he, it's the element of surprise and a little bit of pity. So that when you know a date isn't yeah. going well. So that, it, so that it's shock and awe. Shock and awe. Yeah. So when he feels that a date is not going to go to the second date, he finds an excuse to go back to their apartment. And then while they're out of the room, he gets naked and they, you know, it's kind of like, um, okay, cool. You know, sex on the first date. Well, they're... Yeah, and he calls it well Mary, too. He's like, you know, it's... Obviously, it's not going to work every time, but you, if, you, you got to try it. If you're not getting a second date out of this and it's not going to lead to sex, you got to try something. Yeah. So then they're talking about it down in the bar and he's still upstairs and, you know, Robin is outside on the steps with a phone call and the... the they were supposed to leave a Mr. Wang's menu on the doorknob as, like, the code of you've got somebody in there. And the the place isn't open right. anymore, but it's a funny name, Mr. Wang's. And so they're all joking that they're like, well, Robin might, um, you know, like, punch him or something. And they're like, or she, she might shoot him. And so they run upstairs. And sure enough, the Mr. Wang's menu is out, meaning Robin's getting busy. Right. Yes. She also, while she's on the phone, says uh, she's she's got like it's like a phone interviewer, like a yeah. phone questionnaire or whatever. And she was like, she said a couple of things, and she goes, "And I put my career above my love life. That one, that last one's not a joke." Yeah, um, and she's got a date and calling whoever asked her for an interview back. Yeah. So the next day in the bar. Um, Barney is like super excited about the naked man. He says that Mitch is like Superman where when he changes his clothes, he gets laid and Ted gives Robin a little bit of, huh? Well, yeah, when he takes off his clothes. So Ted gives Robin a little bit of grief about, you know, like you slept with a guy on the first date and she's like, whatever, I totally like him. And they're kind of joking about stuff. And all of a sudden Marshall calls her a slut. Marshall is not having any part of it. And, and it's I'm not even sorry. like f- fake. He just goes, I call slut. Yeah. It's... And I, you, you don't get to judge me for my sexual activity. Whether I sleep with somebody on the first date or right. not at all or the 10th date, you, sir, mind your own business. So in. Right, so in this judgmental, you know, situation, Robin's like, no, I really like Mitch. He was funny and blah, blah, blah. And Marshall's like, no, I love you, or I judge you. And he says, now here's where the list comes in. You are correct, madam. I don't know where my brain was. He says, the only reason to have sex is when you're in love. And everyone starts laughing. And Lily says... Huh? I I will say that that is one of the biggest bullshit things ever and if we would stop telling people that only people in love have sex we would have well this is me up on my soapbox but i'm doing it anyway if we say that you only have sex when you're in love then people that are having bad sexual experiences Mm -hmm. are thinking oh this is love and people that are having sex for the first time are saying oh, I'm going to be with this person forever because I'm in love with them. No, you're not. You want to have sex. Those are hormones. It's a bodily so, function. Like we it actually helps yeah. your immune system. I know we've talked about this before. It's like in our DNA so, to have sex. It's not Yeah. Yeah. 
And so anyway, that's me on a soapbox again, but love is not the only reason to have sex. Girl, what'd you do? Well, I put my hair in a bun, but look at the big, huge piece that I missed. You're not again. Like a huge rat tail. Okay. But Lily accept. basically there's a challenge made of coming up with 50 reasons to have sex other than for love. And Lily is on board with this. So the- He is yeah. on fire. So basically- um, Barney's first one is something about like you don't have a place to stay, so you go to a local bar. And Robin goes, "Oh yeah, banging for roof." <laughs> and like, it takes them less than thirty minutes to come up with forty six reasons, and we hear a few of yeah. them. Um, um, Lily says, "Really, yeah." Um, let's. let's see. I wrote some of them down. Um. How about... Oh, the Cheeto in the lap. You you oh, dropped yeah, a Cheeto that... in his lap and he thought you were going for it, so you just went with it. And he's like, you ruined our six-month anniversary. And she goes, you got me Cheetos. Yeah. But then Although... Lily says that they can never play Never Have I Ever because all of her sexual encounters are with Marshall. And then she's like, this one sex person, is, or, you know, sex with one person is like, she's like, I wish I'd had more kind of a thing. And Marshall's very upset. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, and she's like, I don't want everybody to know the dirty things I let you do to me. Right. Let you? I'm going to say that she asks for them. Uh, like, demands. Oh, yeah. True. Most and of them. so one of the reasons that they came up with, that Lily came up with, like, right off the bat, she was like, oh, remember last Thursday? And we flashed to it, and she's looking at the clock, it's 3.45 in the morning, and she whispers, Marshall, do you want to have sex? That's right, because she and can't he, sleep. He, right. He gets so indignant, and she, he's like, we, we had sex because you couldn't sleep? And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, you yeah, did, Yeah, yeah, we did. That sleepy orgasm. Right. So Barney says that Ted should do the naked man with Vicky, the girl from the elevator. So Oh, oh, I wanted to talk about her name. It's Vicky, which is a knockoff Victoria. It is, you're right. It's a yeah, it's a shortening of Victoria. Oh man. Um yeah. but so they're talking yeah. about it and, and they realize they really wanted they really wanted the end game to be Victoria. Shush. Shush. Ted is wearing tinted yeah. moisturizer. Ted is basically wearing yeah. makeup. I know. So. Oh, he also got three haircuts and changed his outfit ten times. Jesus. Ted is nervous. Yeah. So, yeah, he's putting way too much pressure on it. So, in her uh, effort to prove Marshall wrong, Robin calls Mitch for a second date. So then jump and to... She- well, but in the bar, she's all like, oh, Mitch, we need to go out again. You're basically my boyfriend. She puts right. on weird fake voice. So we Ugh. see Ted on his date. And then and they're talking like at the restaurant. And then Barney is going to try the naked man with a stranger. So then he's in her bathroom this woman we don't see with barney he's in her bathroom and he calls ted and ted is doing it too he's in vicky's living room she's in another room and he's naked and josh or not josh um where did yeah josh radner josh radner has a nice body it's yeah it's up there it's nice um but i mean also so does uh neil patrick harris Uh, yes hello but then we see we see the reason why Ted decided to go ahead and go with the naked man and we flash back to their date. 
where the waiter had spilled a tiny bit of water and Vicky is a bitch. Oh my god, she yells at him and then as he's backing away, she says, you better tell your manager that we need an appetizer. And she yells after him, it better be one with shrimp. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. Tense fake. So, oh my God. and then we see another scene where she's telling him about laughing at an old guy falling down on the sidewalk. And she's like, oh, old people. So they talk about what pose they should do. So first, you know, like one of them is the Superman with, which is funny because we've always been told to do the Superman pose before, like, you know, you would, before you were doing your pure romance party or when you're going in for an interview, you know, you do your, your whatever, power pose. Power pose. But they go through them, and they there's the Burt Reynolds, and there's the Captain Morgan, and then there's the Thinker, and uh, I love sorry, the Thinker. Get on it. <laughs> um, but Robin on her second date with Mitch, and Mitch is like, Robin, we know what this is. You got caught with the naked man, and now you're trying to make a relationship that's not really there, and you need to just accept you that you had sex. This is the I'm not a slut date. Yeah. You had sex on the first date and there's nothing wrong with it. And then all of a sudden back at Vicky's apartment, Ted has second thoughts because she makes a comment from the other room about how cool it is that he's an architect. And then she has a book of poetry by Pablo Neruda, who I'm not familiar Which with. I think he's a Spanish either. poet. And so he like gets his clothes back on really quick. And then she comes back. To his favorite poem. Right. So she comes back out and he's like, you have this. And he actually says the name like correctly, like the R, rolls the R or whatever. And she goes, oh, yeah. that? Yes, yeah, some douchey guy I was seeing kept it. It's all in Mexican or whatever. And she goes to get something else because there's like coffee and dessert or whatever. And so he naked mans again and she comes back in and he's like, eh? And she's like, Okay. So the countdown is this. Ted scores. Barney doesn't. (laughs) We don't know that yet. We didn't get to that scene yet. Um, okay, either way. I well because I didn't I condensed my notes because I wasn't sure I was gonna be doing them. Oh, then let me jump in real quick. You go, you go. Barney so we're seeing this in triplicate. Right. Because we see um, Ted gets back undressed. Vicky, the blonde chick, and Marshall all walk into the room, separate rooms in tandem, because that's just how the cinematography of Himium is. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's three naked mans going on. It's Ted, Barney, and, oh, yeah, surprise, Lily, Lily. naked woman. That always works. Get it. <laughs> so Ted did get laid, and... Um, he was like, I just had sex with an awful human. I just had decent sex with an awful human. And then we hear Lily's story about like what happened. And, um, so she, Ted says, what pose did you do? And she goes, I went with, I've got boobs. And Marshall says, (laughs) and and she nailed it. Nailed it. Um, and while, so like in the Lily Marshall flashback, you see them add 49 and 50 to the list, which is flossing and then um, distraction sets. Yeah. So, hey, go team. Between the five of them, they came up with 50 reasons. Um, 
Ross, come, I'm sorry, Robin comes in with Mitch and says, this is my boyfriend. Marshall's not in, not buying it. Marshall's not buying that she's a slut anymore. And she's like, all right, Mitch, you can leave. So like, that was fine. And then, um, Ted calls him. So wait, I think they call Barney. Yeah. Yeah. At that point they call Barney and the blonde chick answers his phone. Yeah. Which is how we find out that he did not score. She was not into it. Get out of my apartment, sir. Goodbye. Uh, get out of my apartment naked and without your phone. Yeah, you're not getting you're not getting any of this. Yeah. And at that point, Mitch says two out of three, so still on track. Yep. Um. So then. So Mitch leaves, but you get this like he's out on the street. He's wearing his jacket, and it kind of looks like Superman. But they toast to him, and it's like wherever there's a guy right. who doesn't think that he can, whatever. Wherever there's a the naked man. <laughs> And then all of a sudden Barney pops up and he actually is still naked. Right. And he stops by a suit place. Like there's suits out on the street, but they're such low quality that he just walks away. He's just being naked. Fuck it. I I wrote he's naked and picky, so he won't wear those. Yeah. I get that. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I feel like. Lil, I mean, Lily, the whole thing. No, no, this is not to say that, like, you should just get naked in front of your significant other. But I will say, the trying to get their attention from a video game and you walk by naked generally works. I mean, naked works for a lot of situations. It really does. Have you seen that? There's, like, a, a compilation video on YouTube of, like, guys or girls. They'll set up their phone and then the guy's, like, playing the computer, not paying attention, and they'll walk by and drop a towel, and you just see him chuck the controller and, like, run after her. Oh it makes God. me so happy. Video games are stupid. Um, I love the naked man. I just think, and what's so I, funny is, obviously, you know, whatever, spoiler, the naked man comes back in the final season and has to do with the mother. Like, literally, the mother has a naked man encounter. And I just think it's, like, such funny tying up loose ends. Um, so, anything else about this episode, or would you like to do Friend of the Day? Um, let's do Friend of the Day. Okay. Do you have one? You can go first. Well, I'm giving it to Phoebe. Okay. Because she does realize that Monica needs to be a head chef. Now, this is jumping forward a little bit, obviously. I feel like... I feel like it's sad because we're going to see over the next couple of episodes that the people at Alessandro's treat Monica like absolute shit. Yeah. And it's such a bummer. But then again. not any way that you could have known that. No, no. Well, I mean, except the fact that she wrote a scathing review. Right. And got those people's dad fired. Um, On the other hand, staying as a caterer with Phoebe could have turned out badly because mixing friends and business is not always a good idea either. So. I'm just going to say right. I'm still going to give it to Phoebe. You go. Um, I wanted to give it to somebody from Himian just because, you know, I, I really felt like there was something there. But nothing really jumped out. Nobody was, like, stellar in this episode. So I want to give it to Joey, who oh. tried to make the best out of a bad situation for 
for his friends who got bailed on, yeah. whether it was intentional or not. You know? No, I think it's uh, sweet, and I think he... I mean, Joey is generally probably a guy down for, you know, a good time, a couple of beers, yeah. some food, and, like, you know, going and doing something fun. It is kind of amusing, though, that they're like, I'm 29, and I want to... And it's more kind of like, well, 29 is still pretty young, you know what I mean? It, in, like, the... The grand scheme of being like, I'm tired. <laughs> and now I'm 39 and I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired yeah. all the time, guys. Literally living on Red Bull right now. Red Bull and espresso. Um, I'm going to try the butterbeer recipe again at work tomorrow and see if we can get it to taste yummy. So next week we will be back on our flip-flop. Each of us does one episode, but we will be starting with How I Met Your Mother next week, um, episode 10 called The Fight. Huh? Which I think ends up being me. I think so. I we'll double check. Um, yeah. And Friends, the episode is the one with the girl from Poughkeepsie. Um, I do know that Kata had sent us some fun stuff um, back before we went on our break and I was going to go see if I could find the email really quick because I'm a terrible person. Um, okay. So she messaged me and she was like, Oh, I thought you were going to say the thing. And no, I was like, oh, I'm saying it right we now. Probably were, we probably were going to say the thing, but we're pretty awful. So, yeah. so, um, she had a, she had some notes for both of the last two, um, friends episodes. So the one with Chandler in a box, um, <laughs> she goes, Rachel hates having stuff in her eyes, which they bring up in season five. So she wouldn't really poke a pen in her eye, <laughs> though. Right. We could argue that she says that to put emphasis, how good looking Timothy is. And she would do something she's afraid of to flirt with him in the same episode. I've seen some season two and Ross and Rachel did see a movie on their first date, a movie with subtitles and she needed her glasses. Um, and then yeah. she says the one where they're going to party, the handshake Ross and Chandler do is the cool guy handshake. Joey and Chandler do it in the series finale with the same sounds. It actually looks like when they, when they make up their own, um, or maybe this is from 70s show either way, but it's a difference of rock, paper, scissors, and it's the fire and it's this, it's the same, like almost upside hand motion, fire, cockroach. Nuclear bomb. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then, oh, we were talking about Cougar Town. And she was like, I thought you knew that Matthew Perry guest starred with Courtney on a couple of those episodes. And I was like, I probably did at some point, but my memory is getting bad. <laughs> All that weed you've been smoking. Yeah, true story. Um, but we do need to probably watch another episode of Cougar Town and or just watch it because it was really good and I thought it was really funny. So um, if you email us um, at howimetyourfriendspod at gmail.com, I'm more likely to remember to read your comment or review because those are staring me right in the face. Whereas on Instagram and Twitter, sometimes I have to go find the message. <laughs> And yeah. um, I don't know if you guys have noticed that recently um, there's not a whole lot that I can fit into my brain besides the developmental editing that I'm doing. So I apologize if that means that I'm falling down on reading some people's reviews. So you're welcome to actually email and yell at me. That's fine. Um, 
the the developmental edit that I'm doing that I'm going to start like Friday is 160,000 words, Kathleen. Oh my god. That's 500 pages in book speak. I know it's going to be great. Um, okay. So I think that about wraps us up for, uh, this week's episode. Um, as always come and chat with us on social media. I do respond to everybody. I just don't always remember what I responded with. And if I told you I was going to read something to you on the podcast or about you on the podcast, please email us, please. The email is better. We'll get there. Okay. We keep saying that, but we're into season four. <laughs> I'm just saying we need to know our brand. I think, to dial it in. I, think, I think our brand is pretty much fly by the seat of your pants. And if we have almost 16,000 listens by now, pretty sure the people who are following us are well aware of it. Um... All right, Let's Miss. Just it. Yeah. All right, Miss Kathleen. I still miss seeing you in person, but I really enjoy seeing you over Messenger. Did you see what my what my it's shirt a, says? It's a good stand-in, but one book nerd with glasses for the That's O's. Cute. I know. Once you're in Redmond, it'll be easier. Amen, sister. I'm so excited about that. Okay. I'll just come over after. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna have a good time. And I'll just come over after work. I'm a walk. And then, yeah 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 it'll be great we'll get back on we'll get back anyway. on track and um yeah all right everybody until next time thank you so much for listening and have a good uh rest of your week you can say goodbye happy weekend <laughs> okay bye bye